for us, it was really about how can we upgrade the room from where we were, but then also who can impact the game immediately. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Bear Insider, Ultimate Insider Podcast. I am Mike Pulaski, and today we are talking about position-specific review of this season coming up. And so we're going to project forward in terms of guys that we got on. But here's a coach that I should have talked to. He's been here for a little while, but we haven't had a lot of deep conversations in terms of podcasts. This is our first. And so I wanted to get him on. He does a ton of good stuff that we're going to talk about here today. But Aristotle Thompson, AT, one of the first things that I noticed when I watched your running back group, when you, your first year coming on, is that your guys' attention to detail and assignment-oriented stuff was super solid. And I, you can tell a lot about a coach, the way that they coach, by watching how their players play, by watching them take care of the details, the little things. And your guys do a great job of taking care of the details. And a lot of that, obviously, they take care of it, but it goes back to coaching. Well, you know, I, I appreciate you uh, noticing that about the way the guys play. And I think it's something that uh, I, I really take uh, personally. And really, it comes from a background uh, as a player. My head coach, uh, when I played in college, Dirk Cutter, he was a master of the details. And he would always harp on us about the details, the details. And so as I got to learn in the game a little more as a college player, it made so much sense. You take care of the little things, the big picture take care of itself. My guys here have heard me say that a million times. Like we're not going to worry about all these other things. We're going to control what we control, but we're going to take care of the little things one by one, and the big picture will take care of itself. Boy, do I love that. As an athlete, if you're worried about anything but what's right in front of you being presented and doing exactly what you need to do on this play – then you're thinking way outside the box and, and you can't do it during a football game. Multitasking is a lie. Oh, no doubt. I mean, you, you start getting too far ahead of yourself and you don't control anything. You know, you forget what you're supposed to be doing on this play and because you, you're thinking about things that are out, out of your control. Assess what's going on in front of you, analyze information that you've been given and run with it and revert to your training. Yeah, without a doubt. So you can see from behind me, I'm not in my normal studio here. I'm in Montana. So I'm, okay. I'm, I am not back for camp yet, but I know camp, just getting underway, kind of everybody kicking off. Tell me, what is it like coming back into it with this team this season? I know that like every year is different. Every team is different because you get different bodies. What's this team like? What do you like about your position group? Well, I'm really excited about how close this position group has got, you know, with a number of guys that we've had uh, transfer in here, you know, um, just the way that they've bonded together. They have so many uh, similarities. You know, you always uh, – when you talk to guys, it's you you find out different things about them. And you have all these different guys from different backgrounds, guys from Texas, California, Georgia, wherever it may be. But when you get together and you talk amongst each other, you find out you got so much more in common than you don't. And I think that's really been a huge uh, galvanizing point for this group right now, uh, moving all the way back till to December when uh, we first started getting some of these guys to transfer in, as it is so many commonalities that these guys have outside of the game that it makes them bond even tighter inside of the game. And so that's something that really, uh, really strikes a chord with me is having a unit that is close to each other, that cares about each other on and off the field. And that makes, I mean, such a difference when you have guys that really like each other. I've seen teams that you can win championships two ways, right? Your teams has to love each other. You have to have great chemistry, or they've got to let the inmates run the asylum. 
And when it's when it's the inmates running the asylum, that's a horrible team to be a part of. You may win, you may win big, but it's just it's just it's no fun. It's no bueno as a player as part of that. But when you have a team that loves each other, and I was really lucky that my team at Cal loved each other, right? They they were really on top. They just love being around each other. That's yeah. just such a special time, and it can lead to great things. Oh, no question. I mean, you have that bond and you're you're willing to sacrifice of yourself for the guys next to you, right? You always hear, you know, oh, hey, the O-line, they're selfless. Yes, they are, but they're willing to sacrifice for the greater good of the team. Running backs have to be willing to sacrifice for the greater good of the team. Wide receivers got to be willing to sacrifice for the greater good of the team. So when you have guys who get that and understand that I'm willing to do my part, whatever it takes, because I want my brother to be successful, not so I can get my name in the paper, not so I can have the interview, but I care so much about these guys. I'm willing to do anything I can on this play or in this weight room or on this training session so that the guys next to me can be successful. And I'm seeing so much of that from this group right now. They, they really do care about each other. And is that something that you recruit or is it something that you build in your players or is it a combination thereof? Well, I think it's a combination. I think you have to uh, get to know and understand who the young people are as you're going through the recruiting process. And really, we talk about in terms here, the relationship building process, because everybody in the country is going to get recruited to uh, one level or another. Right. But you have to be able to build a relationship that fosters uh, lifelong bonds. Right. With the young people, with their parents, with whoever may be uh, involved in the process for them. And so as long as you are kind of extending those relationships, you get a sense of who the young people are, right? And you obviously have to give up yourself too. And so you let them know kind of who you are. So you see it a little bit through the process, but then you still have to work at it because just, just because, hey, I like this young man, I like the way he is on the phone. I love going to his home. Doesn't mean that that's going to gel with everybody else in the room. And so you have to constantly work on these things. You have to put little different things in place. Sometimes it, it may be a passage from a book. Sometimes it may be something from a movie. Sometimes it may be an activity that you guys do together. Uh, maybe it's something from each other's past that, that you didn't know, but you start sharing a story and it, it, it brings you together. You know, So I think it's, a, like you said, a combination of both the recruiting process, but then also working at it until it starts to to gel organically. And it's so, I mean, so that is the ethereal part of coaching that people don't understand, like finding that perfect mix, the alchemy of building that great team. I've seen some teams that had potential to be great that never quite came through. And then I've been part of those great teams mm -hmm. that you're like, wow, that was just magic how that all came together. And winning is part of it, right? Early wins are the glue that bind the team together. Right. And, and but but coaching and staying on message. And I said it with Burl too, BT, is that when you're coaching Cal dudes, there is no wiggle room. You, right. you got to be straight with them all the time because they are smart enough that if you try to BS them, they're going to catch you in it. And do you like, do you like that part of it? Does it make it your job harder? Does it make it better? What do you, what do you think about that? I love it because I, I look at myself as a coach who isn't going to BS. Right. I'm not going to BS you. I'm not going to BS your parents. I'm not going to BS Coach Wilcox. I'm going to shoot it straight. If you like it, great. If you don't, it is what it is. But here's how I'm going to shoot it. And so I love the fact that here at Cal, we have young men who not only want you to shoot it straight to them, but they also are forward thinkers. Right. So if you give them something, 
they're, well, hey, coach, we could do this and we could do that. Well, hey, what about it this way as well, coach? And so it just brings about thought and conversation for the meeting room and for the team. You know, so I love having uh, young people who are going to think outside the box. We're going to think for themselves and aren't just going to say, oh, well, you said it. And that means it's that way. They want you to show them why and how and make it make sense and make it make sense again. Well, coach, you said this last time. What is it this? Well, here's why the scenario is different, right? You have to really be able to lay it out. I love that part. You know, you 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 really understand the, the type of young people that you're getting, but also the type of young people that they're going to grow into because of the way they're thinking now. Yeah. And you, you can bring them problems and oftentimes they'll bring you solutions too. No they, can be part, they can be part of all that figuring, well, what if we do it this way? Like when I was there, Troy Taylor was a quarterback ahead of me. Okay. And we were, we were running pass protection. We were only sliding one way for whatever reason at the time. And, uh, we're in the middle of a meeting. We're like, yeah, well, we can't use this protection versus these guys, you know, because they'll, they'll run four week on us. We're in trouble. And Troy goes, well, why, why don't we just slide it the opposite way? <laughs> you know, it's just, and, and it was, it was actually kind of unique for the time when I was playing and they're like, wow, that's genius. You know, let's slide it the other way. And now we pick up that four week. And, uh, but, but, you know, they'll find solutions for you. They'll come up with stuff that you may not have thought of because you're where you are. You have right. your, your own process there. And all of a sudden somebody comes up with something because they have fresh eyes on it. And yeah. that was always fun for me, Cal, dude. And it doesn't matter whether it's all the way from kickers to quarterbacks, linemen, D- DBs, everybody in between. Uh, it's a pretty fun place to be because you got smart cats. No question. No question. Just like how you alluded to Coach Taylor doing that, you know, changing the slide. What we'll guys that come in all the time on the board? There's a new play written up. Hey, Coach, what about this? All right, talk me through it. Right. And then they're boom, they're going, they're going. Okay, let's give it a name. You know, okay, hey, what protection? All right, hey, well, what else is going to complement it? How does it come off of? And then they just get rolling and rolling. Next thing you know, they got like five or six plays and like, okay, yeah. hey, we can only take one into coach. We can't right. take five of them. <laughs> we can't we can take, take one. Which one. Which one is it? <laughs> That's exactly the best of that. Is, that is absolutely awesome. And we And you talked about this, right? The buy in and recruiting. Nowadays, with the transfer portal, kind of nil it used to be that you had to recruit your team right you had to get your guys you recruit your team now you can kind of build your team a little bit of free agency with the transfer portal in there how have you gone about that obviously you've got some guys in in the transfer portal this year super important uh we we had some space in that running back room talk to me about what your thought process is on the portal and how you use it well you know for for me the the portal really came into play this year in terms of obviously needing to re regroup right lost a lot of guys uh, a lot of great guys, right? You know, no, no uh, animosity, ill will towards those guys. We got a lot of love for those guys. Uh, but for us, it was really about how can we upgrade the room from where we were, but then also who can impact the game immediately. Let's bring in some guys that we feel are going to up the level of competition one, but then impact the game immediately. So as we uh, started, you know, that, that that process of going to the portal, for me, it was really about relationships again. Okay, what young men are going to be in the portal that we had already had a relationship with, that we knew some things about, uh, and, and that we knew who he was and what his family was about. And, and we understood why the young man may or may have not been going into the portal. And so it was really fortunate for us that, uh, you know, we were able to go and uh, 
reaffirm our relationship with the Carwell family and get Byron Carwell to come here. Uh, Justin Williams Thomas, he was a young man that that we had recruited uh, previously and, you know, kind of looked at the big picture of it with him being from the South and wasn't certain if we were going to be able to get him to uh, to come out West. And he ended up going to another school, but it worked itself out having that relationship uh, previously. You know, uh, Isaiah Afonsi, it was uh, a relationship previously with his former position coach at Montana State, who I knew very well, known him. Gosh, I've known him for a pretty long time. And uh, also, Coach Trey Watson had a relationship with Isaiah as well, you know, both those guys being from, from Seattle area. So, you know, th- those things were, were, uh, were, again, falling back to that relationship part. And then a guy like King Daru, you know, uh, didn't necessarily have a relationship with King, but knew of his high school coach and talked to him and recruited some other guys. And then a former Bear who, you know, left here. He transferred to another school. He gave me a lot of information about King Daru. And so the relationship and the, and the trust that I have with that young man, you know, led me uh, even closer to King Daru and bringing him into the fold. So, you know, it it, it really was about what's going to make this happen in 23, right? And then the relationship piece with these guys to make sure we're not just uh, accumulating talent. We're getting the right pieces to fit not only on the field, but in the locker room. Because as you know, you just said it, you want to make sure that you got guys who are playing together for each other. They're gelling. They have a galvanizing uh, event, uh, so to speak. And you let them play through for each other on the field as opposed to just going out and saying, hey, who, who, do, who do we think is the best guy? It's like, who's the best fit for Cal for the team in 2023 in the locker room, in the meeting room, and on the field? Yeah, and so huge, right? Finding the right team chemistry and it's all the pieces. And like I said, it's alchemy sometimes. It's just kind of ma- – it magically comes together sometimes yeah. when you get the right dudes in place and then the right message to back that up. Right. It can be pretty awesome. Let's let's talk about your guys. We'll we'll do a little preview right now, the guys that we're going to see on the field. Mm-hmm. And then I want to talk about your foundation as well, Helmets for Helmets. Um, but we'll talk about that in a second and your relationship with Coach Wilcox as well. Yes, uh, Jay Knott, everybody knows Jay Knott coming into the season, right? Everybody everywhere knows Jay Knott. He came out and made a splash as a freshman coming in. Where is he at? Um, we did not see him in spring, in the spring, uh, the spring game, yeah. because no need to see him at that point. We were down to kind of just a few guys. Right. Um, and so no risk to get him injured. Where is he at? What are, you, what are we going to see out of Jaden coming up this fall? Well, I, one, Jaden has been awesome this summer. You know, he's really been working his tail off. Coach Johnson, Coach Blasquez, and that that whole staff have just been really lighting the fire into him and challenging him to be more than what he was before. You know, he came in uh, last spring and, and last summer. You know, he he kind of took it by storm and just the way that he worked. Like, wow, this kid, he, he's got a chance. You know, he's got a chance. And so now it's more of saying, okay, take the next step. Right. Everybody knows who you are now. There is no you're not you're not going to surprise anybody. I can't say he really surprised anybody after the first couple of games. But, you know, you have got to set the bar and you are no longer the young guy. You might be the young guy age wise, but you're not the young guy anymore. You know, so I think that he has really uh, responded to the challenges that they've put in front of him. He's put on some good weight. Yeah, I think he's up over 205 pounds now and is still you know, clocking high velocity on the uh, on the GPS there. And, you know, really excited to see him uh, take the next steps for him and kind of 
push to the team goals. You know, he he has some personal goals that he's done a great job of saying, hey, my goal is to help this team win. You know, these personal goals, if I'm helping the team win, these things will come, you know. And so to, to hear him say those things, uh, it, it really excites me. And also, you know, you kind of play a couple clips for him every now and again. And it's like you see that light and that fire, just a whole new level. Play one clip that we had against University of Washington where he dropped a pass. It, it sticks out. It sticks out really tough on me. Show the last play of the offensive season from uh, from 2022, and when they punched the ball out against uh, on him against UCLA, those things stick out, and and you don't have to do much more to 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 get him driving again and going back to more reps, more work, more recovery, more film time. You know, so I think uh, our team and our fans will be very pleased with the mentality and the effort that he gives coming into the 2023 season. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to it. When he, when he made his breakout game last year against Arizona, I was like, oh, man, this guy is a baller. Like, yeah. I can't wait to see more out of him. He, he's pretty special. So uh, he's pretty good. Talk to me about your running back room in terms of who's going to contribute this year. A lot of new faces. Ashton Streck's a guy that, you know, we saw a lot of in the spring because at some point he was the only healthy guy for a while. Yeah. You know, uh, talk to me about Ashton and talk to me about the other guys. We talk, obviously, Coach making an announcement, uh, Byron Cardwell, mm-hmm. not going to be available um, right. this fall. So yeah. that's, that's a big loss. He was a guy who's a big name kind of coming in the transfer. You talked about him. Yeah. Um, but talk about, let's talk about Ashton and then let's go forward with the other guys in the room. Okay. Well, Ashton Stredick, I mean, he is just a, the consummate teammate and consummate worker. I mean, the guy just comes to work every single day, hard hat on blue collar mentality. I mean, he just goes and grinds and, you know, you look at Ashton and you're like, Oh, he's a little guy. I don't know if he can do it. Ashton's one of the fastest guys on the team. He's one of the stronger guys uh, at for pound for pound. You know, one of the stronger guys out there as well. And he he works. You know, he he really works, and he's had to earn his stripes. You know, I mean, you come in, uh, you know, as a freshman in that whole COVID deal, and you're one of the smaller guys. Everybody is trying to take their shot on you, and it took him a little bit to to say, okay, hey. I got to go fight these guys, right? I can't just sit back. And I told him, said, if you don't do something in response, in between the whistles, if you don't do something, you're going to be marked for the rest of your career. And so that has subsided now. He's now going, he's taking things on, doing a great job, picking up the blitzes. And he really, you know, he did an admirable job in the spring, especially with some of the the, the time timeliness of some of those injuries for him to get out there and just really hold it down. And so we're excited about what it could be for him this upcoming year. I mean, I really don't look at him and say, oh, hey, Ashton's the he's a walk on guy. He's down there. He's a competitor in our room and, and we're going to need him in 2023. Um, and likewise, with with a number of other guys, you know, we brought in Isaiah Fonsi to come in uh, as a uh, a veteran guy who's run for a bunch of yards, who's played some hard football, former teammate uh, up at Montana State of TJ Sessions. So, you know, there's a nice little piece having those guys in the fold together, but Isaiah is a downhill running back. You know, he's going to make guys miss. He's going to break arm tackles. You know, he's really going to do a good job for us in moving the change and really giving a, a different balance. Whereas you have, you know, Jaden is kind of a, a guy who can do a lot of different things. Uh, well, Isaiah is going to run and play behind his pads, and you're going to sit there like, hey, here's this 5'10 guy. I'm about to light him up, and then you're going to blink, and he's going to make you miss. 
and he's going to be stepping into the second level. So I'm re- really excited about adding that veteran piece of a guy who's played a ton of football uh, with Isaiah. We actually got a little history going back to both our days in the big sky. We were sitting up talking about uh, had we ever faced each other and his breakout game at Montana State, he 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 ripped us at Cal Poly. <laughs> but my running back at Cal Poly also ripped them too. So well, go. good, good little trade-off. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, but that that that's Isaiah. Uh King Daru again, you know, got a great recommendation on King. You know, love what I saw on film. Got a little dinged up last season, but I had watched a ton of film the year before when we were preparing to play Oregon State. Purdue had already played them. So I got a good chance to watch not only that game, but then watch some other games of that season. And then, you know, little pieces here and there, but Jack Plummer, you know, he gave me a buzz and said, Hey coach, take a look. Great guy. I think you would like him, you know? So I I took heed to that and got a chance to know King. So again, he's a guy who's played a ton of football, you know, a ton of football and it's time to produce. So we're excited about the dynamic that he brings, kind of that balance uh, to being a, a inside zone, outside zone runner. I think he'll do a good job of running the ball in between the tackles as well. So really, really fired up uh, about his eventual opportunity and what that could be. And, you know, you can't forget about uh, our freshman coming in, uh, the Jet, Javen Thomas. Yeah. Excited about that kid. I think he is one that we're going to hold our breath a couple of times on. Like, ooh, that kid, he can go and he's tough. And he's, gosh, I really love his approach to the meeting room. He wants to learn. He wants to learn. Even from after he signed, he was coming up during spring ball, trying to sit in on meetings and wanted to go into practice and take reps like, hey, relax. You know, you got some time, <laughs> you know, you got, you got some time there, but you know, he, he's done a really good job. Coach Brian Johnson has just been saying nothing but great things about the way that he's worked out, you know, uh, towards the end of the summer, I want to say two, three weeks ago, he uh, transitioned him out of working out with the freshmen and moved him to the veterans. Oh, nice. So that, that was a, that's a big compliment for the young guys to come in to, to get, uh, what's going on out there. So we're really excited about him. You may even see him involved uh, in a special teams game as a returner as well. I mean, a guy who is pretty dynamic, you try to do whatever you can to uh, to get him on the field or get him involved because his speed is a threat, you know. And, uh, you know, uh, Jay Will, Justin uh, William Thomas, you know, really excited about that guy as well. You know, he's done a great job this summer of retooling his body. You know, he was a guy who uh, last season was probably about, 215, 220 pounds. And, you know, just kind of get to watch him work out and see him. It's like, you can probably play at that weight, but you're not going to play your best right now at that weight. Maybe in two years you can get to that. So he's done a great job of retooling his body. I think Jay Will is probably uh, 209 or so right now and still looks like he's 220. You know, so he's done a really good job of working hard. So we're excited to to see him get back in the fold. You know, he missed a little bit in the spring, but we're excited to see him get back into the fold uh, upcoming here in fall camp and, and, and kind of go from there with it. You know, so a couple other big bodies that we're, we'll anticipate uh, seeing how they grow and seeing how, how they do some things. Bo Tagaloa, uh, another uh, local product from De La Salle. He, Bo is he he's the leader of the group. He is. He, he speaks. He speaks with wisdom. He speaks with confidence and conviction about what's going on. But he also uh, brings a, a big brother feel to everything out there. And I think that the guys really respect and appreciate that. Now, I know they respect and appreciate it because when Bo talks, 
everybody's quiet. You know, so we'll, we'll we'll be excited to see him again. He had a a lower body injury as well, so we'll be excited to see. We'll get him back this season. He won't he won't miss the the entire season. We'll get him back, so he'll he'll play a a role for us as well this upcoming season. That's awesome. That's all. That sounds like a fun room to be part of too. Like you got you got guys who are getting it conceptually, and then here's the part that we didn't talk about yet. You have Coach Spav come in and he brings that air raid style offense. Then you have Coach Blash come in. Right. Yeah. And he's that power run game guy, you know, a lot of power, a lot of counter, some zone ISO, some really fun stuff that that uh, running backs love. It's not just straight zone and try to make it happen like traditional air raid. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of power running game behind it, too. Talk right. about the difference that makes for your guys. Well, I, I think that when, when you have a, a scheme that people label as, hey, we're going to throw the ball all over the yard, there's going to be apprehension at first. And then you sit down and you go over the tape. And then you meet with the O-line coach and you go over more tape. You talk with the offensive coordinator. You see what the system truly is. It's not just we're going to spit the ball out here. Hey, we're going to run uh, outside zone, see what happens there. We're, we're going to play downhill. And that's just what, what we're going to do. Yes, we will run some outside zone. We'll do some perimeter things as well. But our guys are going to play downhill. You know, that's one thing that I've always prided myself on as a coach is getting guys to play behind their pads, play downhill with an attack mentality. You know, we're not waiting for defenses to come at us. We're going to go attack you right now. So with what we're going to be doing in our run game with the, you know, combination, if you will, of what Coach Spav has brought traditionally with his system and what Coach Bless is bringing in as well, I think it, it bodes well for for the running backs. You know, I think that we will uh, we will ascend with work and we're going to work with our offensive line, with our tight ends to make sure that we take care of what we control, you know, and then and the quarterback is not giving it to us and he's spitting it out to one of the wide receivers. We're going to protect our butts off, you know? So I'm really excited about the, uh, the variety of the offense that, that we're going to bring to the table this season. I really think that Jaden, Isaiah, <coughs> excuse me, Jay, Will, Ashton, all those guys, I really think that they're going to uh, really thrive and you're going to get a chance to see uh, diversity in what each one of them brings to the table as well. Yeah, and I love the fact that, you know, you get your box numbers right. You you, you run that offense and guys don't know, what do we pack the box and stop the run or do we cover the pass and kind of get wide? Traditional air raid is just outside zone or draw, right? And right. then you're throwing yeah. mesh, mesh, mesh. But right. now, now you come into it, you run a gap scheme run, yep. right? And then outside of that, now you're getting the ball in the perimeter. Now you're getting the ball vertical. And so you don't know what to do on defense. You kind of take control of the game back because defenses has got, have gotten so multiple. But now yes. you take it back on offense by just saying, okay, fine. You want to put six in the box? Let's get this out here and see what we can do on the perimeter. Exactly. So, so I, I like that. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. I know you personally do a lot of charity work. Um, obviously, family medical history. You've got a foundation of Helmets for Helmets. Talk to me about that because it's admirable. Well, Helmets for Helmets uh, really was, a, I guess, the brainchild of my, my sons, uh, Brock and Bryson. Um, Bryson uh, is actually just had a birthday, so he's getting older. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he just turned 12, uh, but Bryson uh, started having seizures and was diagnosed with epilepsy uh, around the age of four. And uh, the backing behind uh, Helmets for Helmets really came from uh, those two courageous young men wanting to help other people. You know, we had had some assistance for, from some uh, folks in, in our, our 
where we're at before and they just wanted to give back. And so they came up with the idea of, hey, let's see if we can donate a helmet or something to get auctioned off. And then it kind of like, hey, why don't we do this for more people? Why don't we help more people? And so we've just been trying to bring awareness, one, to stamp out the stigma about epilepsy, but then also see, can we put a smile on young people's faces? Can we give them uh, whatever type of medical equipment, helmet they need so that the parents don't have to worry about them, you know, falling, having a seizure, getting hurt. I was just talking to someone. We were uh, on a little family uh, staycation, kind of got out of town for a day. And this gentleman's walking down and we start talking because Bryson has on his helmet. And next thing you know, he's like, hey, yeah, my daughter had epilepsy. She dealt with it for 10 years from time. She was four to 14. She's thriving now. She's going to college. She's going to play sports. So, you know, the the opportunity to bring a smile to other people's faces, but then to engage with other people who have had similar bouts. And so we continue to work through and with Helmets for Helmets to uh, just, again, bring awareness and how can we help other people. And so uh, we're always looking for uh, anyone that wants to make a difference in young people's lives, and particularly those with medical needs. Uh, please reach out to us through any of our social medias or through our website, helmetsforhelmets.com. All the social medias are Helmets for Helmets. And I'm just so proud of my sons wanting to help other people. You know, in today's world, there's a lot of pointing what what's in this for me? What can I do? What can I get? And they've had jerseys from Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Kobe Bryant, and none of this was ever to, hey, dad, can we keep this and put it up? Hey, dad, can we? it was always man, I can't wait till we sell this. It's going to make somebody happy. I'm going to be able to buy this many helmets, you know? And so when you, when you have that at such a young age, again, Bryson just turned 12, Brock is almost 14. When you see young people, you know, responding and, and, and wanting to give of themselves, it just gives you a, a, a warm fuzzy, I guess, if you will, as a parent say, okay, I think I'm on the right track as a parent. I think we're doing this right because they get that it's bigger than them. This is not just about them. It's about making other people's day better. So, you know, knock on wood, you know, hopefully we can keep pushing up, pushing forward with it. But my wife, Sarah, has done an incredible job with uh, with really taking charge with everything and kind of balancing the day-to-day needs of Bryson and, and our other kids, but also being able to, uh, to make Helmets for Helmets uh, a reality and to make it uh, something that is really – bringing life to other people uh, throughout the world. That's amazing. And Cal fans can help out again. You said helmetsforhelmets.com. Yes, helmets right? for helmets, the number four, helmets.com. And then social medias are all helmets, number four, helmets as well. So Instagram and Twitter profiles. And I know that we got some Cal fans out there who can make a huge difference. So hopefully you guys will do that and make a huge difference here. Go ahead and make your donations, obviously. Or coach, help out. Anytime you can change somebody's life on, on with something that's a medical issue like that is such a huge difference as a kid who suffered from a lot of medical issues myself i can tell you having that and having the ability to make a difference in somebody's life important so helmetsforhelmets.com get there uh, and kind of to wrap this thing up i know so when you came on as a coach here i know rave reviews coming out of your last job uh, but i also know that you had a background with justin yes sir. so talk about your background with jw when you were both just young guppy coaches way back when well, I'll, I'll even I'll even go back a little further than that. Okay, we're actually both from the state of Oregon, so we knew of each other in high school. So we had went to one of those schools up in that state. We went to some games and kind of sat uh, around each other, 
uh, at games and whatnot, you know, and he was from Junction City and I'm from Portland. So, you know, you 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 get to know of each other. Right. And then in college, in his playing days, one of his close friends from the team was one of my really good friends from high school as well. And so that kind of connections kind of stayed stayed true for a bunch of years. But back in 2007, I went back to uh, to Boise State, my alma mater, and uh, I stepped off the field to work. I, I ran the recruiting department over there. Chris Peterson was gracious enough to to give me the opportunity to come in and, and kind of cut my teeth on, on the recruiting front uh, there. And coach was the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And so getting a chance to work with him there and, and seeing how he operated and to see how he uh, how he ran his defense, how he ran the room and and really saw him. Uh, really grow into the, the the person that he is now, you know, and uh, we had some great people around us that, you know, obviously helped me grow tremendously. And uh, we kind of just kept that loop kind of still going. You know, that's one, one thing that I, I, I remember is that pretty much everybody on that staff, we all still kind of stay in contact with each other in, in one form or another. And so when, when coach got the job here at Cal, that's kind of, kept my fingers crossed trying to see what would happen. Well, my buddy, Eric, who played at U of O with coach, he was all over coach. He was all yeah. over. Like, hey, you gotta, you gotta give him a call. You gotta give him a call. And you know, I mean, th- these things uh, are about timing, right? right? More than anything else. And so uh, as a, as a first year head coach, you know, coach needed to, to put together the staff that he felt was going to give him the the foundation to, to do some things here at Cal and, and kind of get his program going the way he wanted to. And so when the opportunity a few years down the line came up for, uh, for me to come to cows at uh, another school. And actually uh, when Andrew Browning, uh, another Boise state alum, he actually was the first one to call me about the job. And I got on the phone with coach a couple of days later, uh, had a chance to interview with him uh, and coach sermon. Uh, and at the time coach Musgrave down in Nashville. And I don't think I was the first person to interview, but I made sure I was the last. I love that. I absolutely love that. So Coach, I, I appreciate it. I know a lot going on here, right? Getting ready for the season, everything's going on. So I appreciate you taking the time to come on with me. Uh, great to get together and get this talk. I'll have to do it more often with you. Yes, I love sir. watching your guys play. Like I said, you can tell, you can just tell everything you need to know about a coach by watching how their guys play and knowing the attention to detail. It was the keeping the shoulders straight, right? Eyes ahead, making their reads, getting in, in dudes' faces when it's time to block and, and bringing it. And so I just thought watching your guys, I'm like, AT can coach. Like you can tell that right off the bat. Uh, and I appreciate it from watching you dudes. But thank you for coming on with me today. I, I appreciate you coming on. Mike, appreciate you. Appreciate all the Bear fans and Bear family out there. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the compliments. That's really a testament to those guys, those guys listening and playing the game the way it's supposed to be played. So, I again, I appreciate you. Appreciate you all and all that you've done and do for Cal Bears, not only the former players like yourself, but also the other fans out there. So, can't say, uh, again, thank you enough. A salute to you and go Bears. Go Bears. Everybody, don't forget, helmetsforhelmets.com. We can help out. We can make a difference in kids' lives, and that's always super important. It's awesome to do. Appreciate you guys watching. Just an inside preview of our running back room this year coming up, going into 2023. Uh, I look forward to seeing it. The new offense is going to be something interesting to watch, and it's going to be tough to stop. Until next time, I will catch you. I'm Mike Pulaski for Bear Insider, Ultimate Insider. As always, go Bears. <laughs> Thank you.